What's up, guys, and welcome to Drum Talk, the podcast where we don't just drum about it, we talk about it. My name is Nate Testa, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, La Austin Ware. What's up, bro? What up, Nate? Just chilling, just chilling. But guys, we wanted to thank you real quick again each week. All the support, all the feedback, all the hitting us up on our Instagram, hitting us up on our different channels, and really just giving some love to the podcast. We're only like seven episodes in. I mean, honestly, Austin, can you imagine that we're seven episodes into this? Like, I thought we would have stopped like two episodes ago. You know, it's pretty crazy, dude. I'm I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I'm proud of you too, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this week is we got a, a special uh, a guest. You want to tell our, our viewers, or viewers, or listeners, or whatever you want to call them, who we got on and, and what we got to be talking about today? Viewers, maybe one day we'll we'll make this uh, like video and so, audio. That'd somebody did mention they were like, "Hey, do you guys do?" This was like episode two. They were like, "Do you guys do uh, YouTube?" I'm like, "We could get to that, but let's let's roll this. Let, let's get to like episode 25 or something." For sure, for sure. Yo, so today we have. Um, his name is Casey Cooper. Uh, most of you guys on the internet world know him by Cooper Drummer. What's up, Casey? What's up, guys? Dude, so What's up? man, we we uh we didn't really brief a ton with you beforehand, but we're we're really glad that you were able to do this today. Um, and we, like Nate was saying, this is only episode seven. We've still been trying to just figure out like the whole podcast world. Um, have you been on like podcasts? I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I definitely try and uh, participate in the ones that I can and certainly have had a lot of uh, great conversations. And I mean, I think it's really like a, a healthy environment to really, you know, provide some knowledge or inspiration or things that you've learned through through the years doing what it is that we do. And uh, certainly awesome to be on lucky number seven here. Um, I'm going to try and, uh, you know, hey. live up to that and uh, <laughs> help uh, help you guys with this cool podcast. It's, you know, it's great to be here. Yeah, man, we, we definitely appreciate it. Um, before getting you on today, Nate and I were last uh, last week, I think, kind of going back and forth like, man, who are, who's, who are some of the, the people um, growing up slash now that really have shaped the drum culture as like, you know, as the uh, as we know it, as far as like uh, mostly like online goes? And you, there was like a handful of people and you were like one of the, the, the primary people. We were like, dude, if we could get him on the podcast and just, you know, pick his brand on like what that's been like when that started, kind of that journey, that'd be awesome. So I reached out and here we are. So, um, Nate, what were some of the things we wanted to start out with that? Um, oh. Oh, I, I thought you were finishing a phrase. My bad. No, I was trying to open my phone, dude, and my oh. face ID didn't work. I was like, this is going real smooth. No, um, I mean, like, I, I think one of the things that we had kind of like brought up right at the get go was like, um, Awesome was kind of saying like, oh, he mu like Casey must have some like jazz background of some kind. And I kind of had brought up like, I do know you play. For yeah, 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 we were talking about your styles of playing and stuff. We were like, yeah, trying to figure out your influences and stuff. Oh, yeah. So like maybe you could take us on that journey a little bit of like maybe just kind of highlight points. I know people have caught up, probably already heard a podcast of you already, um, probably already know where you've come from or what you're doing, but like kind of like give us a kind of a, a highlight reel of what you've done drummy wise or music wise leading up to like this point. Okay. So uh, as far as influences go, you know, when I was a kid, uh, my dad 
introduced me to all the best music. I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin. I grew up listening to oh, yeah. Rush. I grew up listening to Queen. I grew up listening to Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and like, you know, Nirvana. And like, so I, yeah. I you know, those are, those are where a lot of like my, my drumming influences came from. I mean, at one point in time, uh, I kind of thought to myself, like, I really want to play drums like Neil Peart. And uh, yeah. now, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that I don't want to play drums like Neil Peart, but I have definitely, you know, adjusted my what it is that I love and the way that I love to play the drums over the years from having influences like that to now, like, really, I mean, I think at the end of the day, my, uh, like, the person that I kind of, look to the most and i just feel i love what they do is dave Grohl. i just love the way that he gets Absolutely. you know gets behind the kit and he just like it's not about how many notes you play it's not about like super super technical intricate stuff it's more about you know making people dance making people groove like you know yeah. smashing the drums and having fun and i mean at the end of the day like it, i kind of i kind of grasped hold of that and uh, i played through my uh, high school years and middle school years and in, in school bands. So like the whole jazz thing you were talking about, I wouldn't say I have a huge jazz background, but I, you know, I played in jazz band and uh, really I credit a lot of uh, my playing and the way that I think about music to being in symphonic band and being in concert band and um, also playing drum set for uh, multiple different marching bands and playing drum set yep. with different orchestras, because those all really bring you to a different side of playing than what it is. If you just play for like rock bands or things like that, you know, out at clubs. And sure. so um, that definitely, uh, you know, stylistically, uh, affected the way that I play the drums today. And then past that, uh, you know, getting through high school and going into college, I was playing in a bunch of different bands. And really the, the answer I always say to like how I ended up on YouTube and what it is that I do today is just the fact that um, people always said I was a lot of fun to watch when I played the drums. And mm. I've never been like, uh, I've never been in a band where I thought to myself, man, this is going to be it. You know, we're going to be the next big thing and I'm going to be able to do that as a career. But I always wanted to do music as a career and so um, when people told me that I was fun to watch, I was like, all right, well, YouTube is all about watching. Uh, let's uh, see what I can do on there and uh, create visual content that is also, of course, you know, drumming and hopefully educational, inspirational. And um, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the real short story to over a decade right. of my life. That's, no, that's awesome. Dude, so YouTube, uh, I love that. So I'll be honest, you know, grow, uh, flashback seven, eight, eight years ago. Um, I think a lot of us were like looking to YouTube, looking to, you know, different things to figure out how to play drums. Like, how do we do this? Um, and you're, you're somebody that I saw crushing it earlier on, um, you know, on YouTube. And I like that you referenced Neil Pert because one of the things that I remember most about kind of like your videos is your, your setup. Like you would you would really mimic um, kind of the song you were playing to. Like you would you would adjust your your setup to be like as close as possible to, to pull off the feel of the song you were covering. And I can, I, you would, you would put drums on the sides of you, you know, like everywhere. And so I love that. And so is that something that you, um, did because you wanted to just like figure out exactly how to make it sound the way the track sound, or did you do it as a creative, uh, like creative means in wanting to just have a bunch of drums to play? Uh, a few th few different things went into that. Now, uh, you know, when it comes to covering a track like a Rush, uh, Neil Peart track, it, you got to have the drums or else it doesn't like, you know, you can you can play it without the drums, but it's not going to sound the same, of course. But for me, uh, past, you know, just 
being able to play a lot of the things that are on these tracks, uh, I really find a lot of inspiration and a lot of creativity and growth in my playing through trying out different drum setups and like uh, basically challenging myself with like, oh, well, what if I take away these rack toms or what if I move them over here or what if I, you know, move sure. the tom on the left side of the kit and like things like that. And when people ask me like, oh man, I'm stuck in a rut. I do the same thing all the time. My first suggestion is to always transform your kit, take away your rack toms, move your ride symbol to the left side of the kit, take away the floor tom, put it on the left side of the kit. Like those kinds of things are going to force you to get out of your comfort zone and force you to try something new. And uh, I mean, unless you, you know, practice with poor technique, it's going to bring improvement in your playing, whether it's like your left hand starts to get faster or, you know, you have more left hand independence, or now you're able to create more fills across the snare drum and the floor tom without using rack toms, like all those things. It can work on your foot technique because you have less toms and now you got to use your kick. So those <laughs> yeah. kinds of things uh, are kind of like the, the thinking be behind the, you know, varying setups, almost every single video. I'm not trying to run away from like, you know, playing on Pearl export kits and, you know, recording in rooms with Walmart sheets on the wall. For I'm sure. trying to like show that hard work can take you places because, yeah. you know, that that's what it is. Like I am by no means, uh, you know, I, I would say deserving more so than anyone else of the opportunities that I've had. It's just yeah. working hard, trying to be a good person, trying to make great connections and trying to do what I do and do it in a way that inspires people. You know, it's not about me anymore. It's about how can I make that eight-year-old want to play drums or how can I make that 15-year-old who's mm. just starting out playing drums like want to get behind a kit and learn or how can I inspire people to just be nice to each other, you know, and love music. Yep. Like that's that's what it's all about. What I found really interesting though is that like, I feel like that evolved even more because I remember even going back like, oh man, so many years when you first started YouTube and you even started in that kind of darker dimmed room um, until kind of eventually moving to a more like a studio you have now and kind of evolving that, that look, which is lit in, by the way. Yeah. Which Thank is pretty you. awesome. Um, yeah. So it's like, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's something that, especially as drummers, um, it's, it's like difficult to kind of get to that, that headspace of like playing for yourself versus playing for other people. And I, I feel like as an artist, uh, as a, as a, like a, um, a singer, it's easy to kind of it's easier to shift that perspective because you're writing songs, you're singing and it's like you're not behind a drum set, you're, you're not behind a guitar, so on and so yeah. forth. It takes a little bit more, I think, experience um, as a drummer to get to that headspace versus like a singer because of the, the uh, just the dynamic of like being a musician. Um, you don't you're not really taught that. I don't think it's more of like a learned thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. Um, it's definitely a, uh, it, it takes a lot to, I mean, for me, I had to realize that first off, when I wake up in the morning, uh, I'm, I'm not the best drummer on the planet. And like, not that I, you know, not that I am not confident in my playing, I'm confident yep. in who I am as a player. But like, if you realize that you're not, you know, the, the king of all drummers and you just do it because you love it and you want to be the best that you can be, it yeah. gets a lot easier to be nice to the people around you and not be competitive and not worry about other people. And instead think like, wow, these are places to improve or these are places to inspire. These are places to like, you know, grab something that guy's doing and, you know, work it into what you're playing. And it's, it's like, it should be a community, not a, not a competition. I feel like we do take it as a competition though, sometimes. And that's unfortunate. Like, have you come in, in what aspect, like the drum community? Or just in general? Yeah. 
Oh, in in general, but also like in the drum community, I do see a lot of like competition, and there is healthy competition, right. but there's also like, oh, I just want to beat you because you suck, or like there's like just some <laughs> some ne- some negativity going around, and like, is there? I'm sure there's been a lot of comments where it's like, dude, why is this guy even here? Like, why does he have a 2.6 million followers on YouTube? Like, this guy sucks. Like, well, I don't understand people's mentality when it comes to that, where they're just it seems like they don't get what you're trying to do. And if like people could get past that idea of like, it doesn't matter what, like you're a great drummer, like, and people aren't seeing like, Hey, like he's trying to reach a different audience. It may not be particularly for me. If I want more complicated stuff, I can go somewhere else. What he's trying to get is to inspire people. And like, I just don't understand why people like tend to not see that, especially when it comes to content like yours. Yeah, I mean, it, if you don't know me, you don't know me. And a lot of people can watch the videos and, like, you know, take their own, like, you know, make their own decisions about me as a person. Or they can see me doing the stick tricks and think that I'm, like, cocky or think that I'm, like, you know, it, I, do, I do the stick tricks because they're fun and people enjoy them. You know, I, I do crazy things because it's enjoyable to watch. And so, um, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, like, it, it, I do understand. Like, I try and look at it from other people's perspectives of, like, if I was somebody who in let's say in this situation had more technical abilities than uh that casey cooper guy and i was watching his videos and i'm thinking like look at him he's you know he's endorsed by these companies and he's got all these views and like you know everybody thinks that as a youtuber you're a multimillionaire, so they're like oh he's you know he's loaded he's rolling around in money and like you know it's hard not to be a little bit jealous at that and be a little bit annoyed by that if you personally are a better player but the thing is is you have to like you have to realize it's not about the not about the chops. It's about the heart and the feel and the the reasons behind yep. it and the, the the journey, you know. And so I, I just try and like I try to always respond with positivity to those people and just say like, hey, you know, I'm sorry that you don't love what I'm doing. Honestly, I would love for you to have the opportunity to experience your dreams as a drummer too. And um, I hope that you, you know, you just got to work hard and you got to go after it. And that's the only way you're going to help yourself. Like being mad at me, isn't going to help you get yeah. any further. And you know, if you want to be mad at me, that's fine, but please don't go on YouTube and trash some 12 year old kid whose dad bought him a nice drum set and he put a video up because he was inspired to do so and tell him that right. he sucks and like that. Yeah. That's not okay. Like I have, you know, I I'm already like, I've been humbled many a time and I, I don't have a lot of like pride in my playing. I just do what I love, you know? And so if you want to make fun of me, that's cool, but don't make fun of some 12 year old, you know, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, like I think already music is being like, or the arts in general are being like almost demoralized and not even like, I mean, in, if you're in high school and you're in the band or oh, you're a band geek, all these different crazy stuff. My brothers did band in high school and like, there's just some nasty things people can say, but at the end of the day, like you're doing exactly what you love to do. And like, no one should be able to tell you differently. And I think it's fair enough that I think somebody else should think the same way you are, which they don't, but it's just like, I really wish people would change that mindset because it's, it's almost like a virus that just can't be stopped sometimes because there's so much, like every time they see something new, they're just comment section blasting the person. It's like, oh, it's not even doing complicated stuff. It doesn't have to be complicated stuff. And that's just like, even uh, just, it, it yeah. gets me riled up. It's yeah. like so, the grinds so, my gears for Family Guy. <laughs> so in that in that same kind of a conversation, I think that something that might be valuable for somebody listening who, um, whether they have a ton of views, you know, small views, I think 
I think hate comes in proportion to how, to how many people are watching you. So it doesn't really matter if you have a million views or, or a thousand. A million views might bring in to, you know, a thousand hateful comments and, and the, and the hundred views might bring in one, it's still hate. And I think yep. that, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, a struggle when it comes to how to deal with that, um, in, in just a healthy way. What's something Nate and I were talking about this last week, just with me personally. Um, but what's, what's a way that you found yourself kind of like in that rhythm of dealing with that, you know, Oh, this, what, what the heck is this kind of thing? <laughs> well, like I said, first step for me is always trying to uh, understand from their perspective uh, or mm -hmm. like, you know, just put myself in their shoes. Uh, it's certainly easier to do that when you're sitting in a place uh, like you or I where, you know, we have people following us and, you know, it's, it's easy right. to say like, oh, well, you know, go back to when I didn't. And, you know, I thought some of the same things, but like, you know, just understanding that a lot of times there's there's a reason behind what they're saying and it's not because it's just a, a fact. It's more so because, you know, they're hurt or they're jealous or right. they're, you know, upset or something. And like, you know, I wouldn't say just blow it off because every once in a while, maybe someone who does have a critical comment might actually yep. have a point yep. and there, there might Absolutely. actually be some constructive criticism in Agreed. it. Agreed. You know, there are plenty of people who have said plenty of things on my videos and pointed out plenty of flaws in, in my playing. That's not really a nice thing to do. But at the same time, like, you know, I get it. Like, that's not necessarily, uh, you know, they're not just being hateful all the time. Sometimes there's something accurate there. But uh, the, the next step is just positivity. Like, if you, if you don't poke the bear, if you don't, you know, punch it in the face, then you're not going to get any more of it. But if you're nice you nicely respond to this person that wants to say something to you like that, then a lot of times they'll either apologize or they'll respond nicely back or it's over, you know, but if yep. you rile them up and you say the wrong thing, then all of a sudden you got somebody who's commenting on every single post of yours and now yeah. leaving hateful comments, every single post because they, you know, they poked you and you got mad about it, you know? And so yep. that's like, it's, it's never really productive to be mean back to someone. And, you know, there's, there's people who have, uh, places of, you know, fame in the world that I see, like leave snarky comments back. And, you know, it's funny if you're like a follower of that person, you may think like, oh yeah. man, that was a good burn. But truthfully, <laughs> like, you know, think about that person and, you know, how they may feel after what you just said to them. And it's like, you know, if, if you don't want bad things done to you, don't do bad things to other people. And so, um, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the way I think yeah. about it, but really like you just that's have great. to realize that you're on a journey and you should be confident in who you are and where you want to go and not worried about the fact that you aren't completely there yet because none of us are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually one thing on feedback that, um, caught my attention while I was like reading this morning and it's just like, remember that feedback is a gift that helps you get to the destination that you're going and makes you be more effective. And kind of like, I see that with like, even with a negative comment, um, even if it may be somebody trying to rip on you, it's always a good opportunity to sit back and say, Hey, could I change that? Like, is, is there something that I'm doing wrong that I could improve on, even though this person is trying to rip me. Um, and so like taking that approach is always a great opportunity to just reevaluate and be like, Hey, like, can I change something? Is, is there something that I can, can do better? And I'm sure like even with transferring over to maybe some viral videos that you have, particularly the ones where you lit your sticks on fire, which I, you had to have known this is going to come up eventually throughout the podcast. Oh, yes. Always but like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like when it came to that specific one, um, 
how was that ratio? Was there some people that are like, oh, this is super cool. And then other people, I'm sure after time went on, were like, what is this dude doing? How is this dude getting so many views? This is nothing. This is stupid. He doesn't even play like, you know, like how did, how did that go? Maybe you can start it from like when it kind of went viral and then kind of talk about some of those, the comment section, how, how you were able to combat that. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that is a funny, uh, the reaction to that video is always hilarious. There's the people that like are worried about the drum set. There's the people that are, uh, they're like, man, that was a good drum set and you just destroyed it. I'm like, no, I didn't destroy it. I destroyed the, you know, the heads that had been on there for five years and I needed to replace anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, there's so many different reactions to it. And I mean, of course it's a gimmick and, uh, you know, there's the people that are like, oh man, he's not even good. He just uses these gimmicks and stuff. And like, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to be the first to say like, I've tried to find creative ways to make people smile and have fun behind the drum set. And you know what? Like, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for it. Like that's, it's a show, you know, like if it was all about chops, then, you know, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing because it's not about chops. It's about making people smile and making them love music and drums and stuff. And so, um, and then, you know, there's the reactions about like, oh, well, he's not even playing that many notes. And uh, to that, I mean, yeah, I, first off the song doesn't need a ton of notes. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go gospel chops all over the song and say that's what should have been on the original (laughs) track. Although like, not that what I was playing should have been on the original track either, but it's, you know, it was just kind of like a a jam to a certain extent. And uh, with the sticks on fire, it's not super easy to uh, play a a ton of notes because if you put the sticks down too much, fire rises. And so they just burn your your hands the entire time, (laughs) which I've done. And uh, I've burnt myself pretty good a few times at different like halftime shows and stuff doing that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's fun to see people's reactions because for the most part, people just see it as good entertainment from some idiot who uh you know is gonna light his sticks on fire and 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 thinks that's a good idea but i think my favorite story from that particular concept is i do the halftime show with it a lot and um, it's so much fun to see people who aren't that interested in me playing drums to like songs at a halftime show and and i get it like that's not everybody's cup of tea if if you know there there are things that aren't that enjoyable but especially if you're not into music and drums but then those same people who are sitting down on their phone like texting or looking on instagram or whatever while i'm performing all of a sudden when i like the sticks on fire they're standing up and clapping and, and yep. videotaping and stuff <laughs> it's like and that's that's what it's about for me i'm not just a drummer for drummers In fact, I'm not as much a drummer for drummers as many of the other people out there. I am a drummer for people. My goal is to show people how much fun it is to play drums and hopefully inspire more people to play drums because as many of my cohorts in the industry uh, at these different companies are always talking about, music is dying. Instruments, like people are not playing it as often. They're playing video games. They're, you know, they're not playing music as often and it school programs are going down and so my hope is through my videos i inspire people that maybe wouldn't have gotten behind a drum set to try it out or you know think about it or go you know go to a music store and take a look at it or something like it's that's the idea and so you know the hate's worth it if i can inspire some people to to love music or be try something new you know Hmm. yeah that's good you're sitting here talking and I'm like, man, he's he's saying a lot of stuff that like it just for for me, it makes a lot of oh, sense. hundred yeah. percent, which actually we we um, we initially kind of made the connection, uh, Casey, in that um, the the post that Zildjian put up, actually. And uh, I just thought that was like really interesting to 
I, I went back and reflected on it when they announced like that I'm a you know Zildjian artist now or whatever. Yeah. And dude, I got actually I got like completely shredded in those comments. And um, I mean, it wasn't even like it wasn't even like majority nice, you know, some bad. It was like it majority, was all shredded. It was like majority negative, some some nice. Oh, and yeah. um, you were one of the the people who were like really, really or who were nice about it and, and actually responding to comments that were like just totally didn't even understand like my where I come from, why I do what I do and or anything. And um, I just think it's really cool. I got a lot of respect for you for doing that. Um, I think that you you popping up in there. Most people know who you are um, from your YouTube presence and stuff. So like I, I'm. I'm thankful you did that, and it just meant a lot to me because you definitely understand the lane. It's 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 different than the traditional, tr- quote unquote, traditional drummer, and so it's just super cool, um, you know, to hear you just share everything you did. So that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad that it you know meant something to you because I, I really hope that <laughs> I I know what it feels like to be in your exact shoes because uh, and and this is not a uh, a burn on Zildjian in any way because you know I love Zildjian and and the people there are family to me but mm-hmm. uh, their Instagram and just you know uh, a lot of social media involving some of these companies in general uh, is really really uh, not a lot of fun to be uh, <laughs> to be posted by them mm. because that's where yeah. a lot of because <laughs> like the the people they choose not to follow you if they don't like what you do, but they follow someone like Zildjian. And so these people that follow Zildjian and want to be Zildjian artists one day, you know, look at the the video of this person that they really didn't want to see. And so they feel like they got to say something about it. And it like, just like you said, it's, it's all about the fact that they just don't understand what you're doing. I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing, like, I love, um, I love about what you do is I feel like it's very similar in ways to what I do in that you, you get behind the drums, you have fun, you play them and you make people smile, you know? And it's not like that, that is the goal of being a drummer is to make people feel good, to make people dance, to make people smile, to make music. And, you know, some people do that in different ways. Some people do that with tons of chops and tons Mm -hmm. of technique. And, you know, we do it with some more creative, like crazy, you know, gimmicky things that is what people, you know, would want to say. But like at the end of the day, you know, I mean, when you post your videos, you're, you're making those, uh, like I, I always see, you know, I did this for my mom who had cancer or like, like those kinds of things. Like, man, forget that. You're going to make fun of that kind of thing. Like you don't (laughs) understand if that's what you're going to make fun of when you are reaching out and making a difference in the life of somebody who's been through something really tough or, you know, the amount of messages that I'm sure you receive and that I receive of people saying like, man, your videos got me through a really tough time. Thank you so much for them. It's like, wild. Yeah, yeah. if it was just yeah. one message, if it was just one person that all of this had really made an impact on their life, it'd be worth it. But it's not just one person. It's so many mm. people. And that's why we yeah. do what we do. And so, you know, I hate that all those people said the things that they did about you and they say the things that they do about me. But, you know, I, it, it's just a part of it. You know, it's, it's kind of like I, I, the mar- martyr is the wrong word, but in order for what we do to, to, you know, impact the world, like you said, like trying to make a difference and ha- kind of being one of the ones that brought up YouTube and brought up this new social age with my videos, it's, we had to like kind of take the brunt of it before it got more normal. And you with TikTok, you're, you're doing the same thing, man. You're, you're like, you are the the TikTok starter guy, and so you got to deal with all the crap before you know people like it myself. If I jump on TikTok and I start right. making videos, then I won't deal with it as much as you did because you kind of paved the way. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, I, I was just going through my DMs when you were saying that, and uh, I'll look at one, and it's like, um, bro, straight up practice with a metronome. You need it. Uh, peace signs. Someone like thank you for your, your first two videos I saw of you were the um, the breast cancer awareness and the I lost my dad to uh, pancreatic cancer and they were and she and she was like I lost this loved one to that cancer and this loved to that cancer thank you so much I can't express to you how much I'm thankful for it and it's just like you get you get the the both sides you know complete polar opposites and you just gotta weigh it out um, and and it seems like yeah that's kind of what you were you've learned and, and, and just kind of gotten in that same rhythm. Um, the, the guy with the metronome uh, comment has no idea how hard it is to play to a song that you can barely hear no one idea. time and has to, you have to do it in one take and you don't get to do it a million times. It's just like, Hey, here's the song, play it now. Oh, oh, oh. Like, and yeah. you know, I'm not saying that you, you know, you do need to practice with the metronome. I'm just saying right. like, it is, it's very difficult and you don't understand those situations. Like one of my favorite things that happened on the Zildjian Instagram was, um, I'm not going to name names because I'm not like that, but a very yeah. well-known artist um, commented back on a video that they posted of me, a Zildjian artist, someone who is, you know, I, I would say well-respected, has, you know, is is famous or whatever, yeah. and literally said basically the same thing. He's like, man, this guy needs to like turn on a metronome or a click right. track or something. And it's like in that, uh, the day we recorded that, I was actually told that uh, they they couldn't get a, a click with the track. And so I just had to play along to the track without the click. And mm. so it's so funny that he would say like, man, that guy needs a click track. I'm like, literally, I actually would have liked a click track, but I didn't have one, <laughs> you know, and, and no one knows, like no one knows yeah. what it is that you deal with. And so, no. yeah. you know, back to that thing about uh, how, you know, if you get those critical comments and stuff, like no one knows you, no one knows what it is that you dealt with or what it is that you put up mm. with or where you're at or why that day maybe you weren't your best but like it's not about necessarily like impressing people it should be about like doing what you love and and that being the reason because if you're doing it for the likes or if you're doing it for this or that or you're trying to do it for money you're always going to be disappointed but if you do it because you love it then you're never going to be disappointed because you love it you know that's that's like the key and we yeah, could, we could just, was, and we could end there. <laughs> I could, yeah, we can leave. We can leave and just yeah. It it was funny because a couple episodes ago we had talked about that, and I said twiddle, but I won't say that this time. We get to like play with drums. Me and like we were talking about like we get to wake up every day and turn on our interfaces and ram up some videos and make drums and make yeah. people happy or or cause somebody at least in my situation cause somebody to think differently about how they're approaching their drums whether it be through tuning or different things like that so at the end of the day like as long as you're able to make somebody think differently about something or be inspired to play something like man that's such a amazing opportunity and like i i just i love that mindset really going into all this because there's so much negativity in the world and there's so many people consistently like putting each other down or how crazy the political atmosphere is right now. Like we just need situations where we can find something, just one thing, whether it be drums or something else that really brings us together and says, man, I can get behind this. And I think that's what was so awesome about me constantly seeing like Austin's videos go up and stuff like that, or seeing your videos go up. Like, man, to see the people's reaction in those comments like literally almost brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, man, this is something that's unifying people in a way that like I haven't seen anything unify people in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 
it's it's crazy. And I really love that from the both of you guys looking from an outside perspective, being the the other guy in this conversation. Like that's something that I really appreciate that you both do. And hate to be like the all feels moment, but I mean, really seriously, that's something that the drum industry just doesn't really understand that how important like people like you guys are when it comes to creating content because you you do more than just push people to play better drums you push people that don't have anything to do with drums be inspired to to do something more than what they're doing right now nate getting in the feels (laughs) real hard (laughs) for sure appreciate that bro um what are we at 38 38 minutes we try to keep these at like 30 but hey you know going a little over it's all good can we talk about gear? Is that cool? I know it's like a really we, massive side note, but you have anything should, else before that? I mean, where are you at with time, Casey? Uh, I'm good. I have until five o'clock. I need to be gone by five, though, for sure. But okay, um, well, we, can, we we like 10, 15 more minutes, and then we'll we'll just. Wrap oh yeah, no, there. oh no, I'm great on that. I mean, we I could talk for days. Half these times, these podcasts ends up being an hour and a half or so because I talk so much. For sure. Yeah. Well, then Nate, Nate's the, uh, the drum tech here. Nate, Nate gets, uh, Nate makes people smile because of how good he tunes the drums. Right. Right, bud. Mm, no, I've had a lot of hateful comments too. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like kind of the main thing that that's, so I'm that's sure how, that's how Nate and I met, uh, at, it, at a college in South, uh, in Florida, Southeastern university. And he yeah. was like a stagehand and stuff. Um, making everything work and nice. uh, yeah anyways he's he's legit at that so yeah I, it's fun i like it and i like hitting drums hard too so we're good <laughs> there you go no, yeah so like jumping over to like gear and stuff um one thing that i'm not sure a lot of people know about i hopefully they do but um you have a signature snare with pearl and kind of maybe take us through that process of actually doing that cuz i know like that was such like that's such an honor from any company, no matter where you're coming from, to be able to have a signature snare. And I mean, did the ignite have a lot to do with like the flaming sticks? Did it have a lot to do with like inspiring people? Like, kind of take us through that and maybe like details, depths, all that good stuff. Yeah. So the igniter is my snare with pearl drums, and I mean, first off, I you know. I, it's a dream that I think, you know, most drummers have, they, you know, they dream of signing with companies and they dream of having snares or drums or whatever with their name on them because it's, it's just a cool thing. But I never thought that that would be anytime soon. I always thought like, Oh yeah, maybe 10 years from now, if I continue right. to build my channel and I continue to like, you know, maybe I play in a band or I like record some big songs or something like, like I always thought like one day, maybe that'll happen because there's so many people on the Pearl artist roster that I believe deserve a snare drum way more than me. But uh, at the same time, you know, marketing wise and just because of what we did with the drum, it totally makes sense. Like, I, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I super appreciate it. It's such a huge honor. It's so crazy. Uh, but the, the reason behind the drum, uh, the name is the igniter. And uh, that is, as you mentioned, two, uh, two purposes. First off, uh, my goal with my videos and, you know, same thing with Austin is to ignite a passion for music and drumming with our videos, you know, we want to, we want to inspire people. And so the term igniter was to ignite a passion. And then of course, you know, the flames and everything ties into my signature move, which is the, the flaming sticks and, uh, red and black, uh, you know, those are like my, my kind of my signature colors for a lot of my branding and things like that. And so, 
Um, it all just kind of came together. But my favorite thing about the drum, uh, I love the graphics. I love all of that stuff. But my favorite thing about the drum is the price point. Uh, yep. You know, most people's signature snares are 300 or 400 or 500. Some of them are up to like $1,000. And, you know, that's great. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, uh, especially since those are like really, really nice snares. But uh, my drum... Um, has always been priced super affordably. And that's because I wanted people to be able to actually get it, you know, and mm. I'm not saying that people right. can't get the other signature snares. They can, but I didn't want someone to look at my drum and think like, oh, you know, I really want that drum, but I can't afford it. I wanted it to be like most people, if they're going to buy a snare drum, this is a price that they can buy a snare drum at because it's actually super affordable. Um, and so because with that, we actually created a, a great snare drum. It's a 14 by five. So it's, you know, it's the short depth. It's really easy to tune. The, the idea behind it was to create a drum that was affordable, that people could tune really easily and get a great sound out of, even if they're a beginner drummer. And uh, so it's, a uh, all maple interior so for the awesome. price point you get that maple sound that maple warmth on the inside of the drum and uh you get the the really nice hardware on it you get the uh it's got these special red uh gaskets around the hardware so it kind of gives a little bit of a pop unlike you know most drums nice. have the black and so there's yep. just those little things um and to me i mean it's so crazy every time i see people post pictures with their drum because you know i just i hope that when they play it it just makes them smile and it makes them want to play more drums because that's that's the idea and it makes me want to play more drums yeah that's awesome yeah i i'm i'm definitely a big fan of of maple i have a maple drum myself and it's just very versatile also depending on what type of I, this is a real nerdy question but what type of bearage did they end up putting on it was it like a regular rounded 45 yeah, it's just uh, yeah. regular. Uh, the drum itself is is kind of based off of uh, the Decade Maple series from Pearl. Okay. Yeah, so, like a lot of the ideas come from that line. Uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't do a ton of R and D or anything on it because if we were going to do that, then it would end up driving the price up. And so, right, um, we stuck with something that's tried and true. And I mean, for me, I'm not very complicated. Like, uh, you know, right. I, I feel like you can get a great sound out of almost any drum if you put a good head on it and you know how to tune it well, and it's got a, Agreed. you know, a nice rounded bearing edge, and you don't have, you know, problems with the bearing edges. Otherwise, you know, you can get a great sound out of the drum. And so, I wasn't the kind of person that's like, well, you know, we really got to do like, you know, two plies of walnut and one ply of uh, the, the the wood behind my house, and then, you know, like I didn't want to be super complicated right. uh, i just wanted to create something that uh that was affordable and sounds great and you know hopefully looks great flames aren't for everybody but i think they're pretty classy looking flames yeah yeah it doesn't like pop too much but it pops just enough where it's like oh let me check out that snare real quick so it definitely it's definitely just right for sure yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, certainly, you know, if uh, anybody picks one up, I really hope that it uh, just, you know, makes you want to play more drums and, uh, you know, post a picture. I love to repost pictures and comment on pictures and, uh, you know, use the hashtag Igniter Snare. Yeah, dude, I got to check. I got to check one out um, and play it. That'd be, that'd be sick. I haven't. Do you do you have to like custom order or do you have to like order those online do, or do you are those in any like stores anywhere or? Uh, they don't typically carry well. So smaller drum shops typically, or not typically, but a lot of them Sometimes. have one in stock. But cool. uh, retailers like Sweetwater or Guitar Center, um, they typically have them online because that's where they sell most of their stuff anyway. And me being an online drummer, 
Um, I mean, Sweetwater, like if you go to their, uh, their music store in Fort Wayne, Indiana and say, Hey, I want to try out Casey Cooper's snare drum. They will go and they'll pick it for you and they'll bring it up to the, the store and you can try it and then you can buy it if you want, or if you hate it, then you can, you know, give it back to them. But, um, like that's, that's the cool thing about Sweetwater. You go there and you can get whatever you want brought up to you to try, but, uh, you can definitely find it in some stores and, uh, you can definitely get it online. And Austin, if you want one of those bad boys, just let me know. I'll send one over. Yeah, dude, that'd be sick. I'll definitely, uh, follow up with you on that. Like, are you with this particular company or, so I'm with Zildjian Cymbals and then obviously Vic Birth because they're, you know, two in one pretty much. No, I, I meant drums. Sorry. I knew you were like, I'm, I wasn't saying like, oh man, do you have an endorsement? I just meant like, is there a oh, specific yeah. company you have to play or are you free right now? So uh, technically I'm, I'm not signed with a, a specific company on drums yet. Um, I've always played DW, the, uh, okay. you know, growing up and, and all that. Um, I'm kind of just like a you know, that's just all I've always played. And then actually recently, um, which I'm, I'm about to like start putting this out soon, but have you ever heard of Jiwa drums? No, I don't think so. So they're electronic drums. Oh, okay. And, um, so I actually am with them now, uh, which is funny cause I, I don't do a ton. I haven't done a ton with electric drums, um, prior to them reaching out, but they're super dope, but acoustic wise, I do not have a uh, an endorsement. Um, well, well, hey man, if you ever need to come try out some pearls, or uh, I mean, everybody that I like talk to in the the online world, uh, I keep sending up with pearl drums after I show them all my stuff, and they try it, try yeah. them out. The the AR over there is incredible, and uh, they certainly like they believe in the online world, and they you know they support it and. Um, so not to, not to try and like push you in any direction, but you know, if you ever were interested <laughs> in some Pearl drums, let me know. I certainly, you know, I would love to do some collaboration stuff with you. I've got some ideas in my head and, uh, you know, if that ever happened, I could, uh, I could get us two crazy light up Pearl kits or whatever it is you want, uh, to, to play drums and create some cool content on, and you can try it out if you want. Yeah, man. I think there's a lot of people, especially on TikTok, that I just saw you made an account on there. Um, I, I think I, I think I hit that follow back on you, but um, on TikTok, who would, who would probably, uh, who might want to see that? So we should try to, we should try to talk more about that for sure. Yeah, man. I, uh, I think maybe 2021 is, uh, is going to be when I finally uh, jump on the TikTok train and try and hit it hard. I got a few more projects I'm finishing up this year, but yeah, um, your, your videos inspired me, and uh, I certainly think that uh, we could do some fun stuff uh, together. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shout it on the podcast here. We'll have to discuss it, but uh, yeah, it'll be cool, man. Yeah, and for anybody listening. Um, I think it's cool uh, just even having that talk, though, like just even referencing some of those things, because I think for me, and this might be the same for you and even with Nate, but like when you think of endorsements and stuff and you think of like being a being an artist, an artist for a certain company, it seems so un, it seems so like far away and like ungrabbable, but it's really just comes through like I've learned just through relationships and just kind of like being present and just trying and, and, and not, um, not just like building your own thing over and over and over again, but being, you know, generous and stuff. So a, a big thing too, is just like, you know, actually having loyalty to the products. And mm. so, I mean, like, yep. like, you know, you having played DW for a long time, it would, it would look well on you if you went over to DW and, and yep. all that. But like, you know, you have to believe in the products that you actually play. And so, you know, if, 
you know, if, if you were ever to be interested in being with Pearl, like it would, I would only want you to do that if you like love the Pearl products and you wanted right. to honestly say like, I love Pearl. Cause that's it, like, that's the problem with a lot of endorsements and, and artists is that they just go to whichever company gives them the best deal. But mm. the way it should be is you should be with whichever company you actually believe in their products and like support, you know? And that's, that's the yeah. why, like if anyone out there is like, man, one day I want to be an artist for a company, play the gear that you want to play and promote the gear that you want to play. And then one day, if you build something, if you have a reason, if you have marketability, then take that to the company that you're already playing because you want to play that that product and you believe in that product and say, hey, look, you know, I, I'm not coming here asking for a bunch of stuff. I'm just coming to say like, hey, I believe in this product and I would love to represent that product with you guys and work together to share it. Because if you, you know, if you come open hands asking, 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 you're going to get turned down by a lot of places. But if you come yeah. believing in the product and just wanting to be a representative, you know, it, it it's great to do the right thing and then be rewarded. It's not great to go in seeking a reward and then later on want to do the right thing. You know what shoot, I'm saying? Shoot, I got denied three times by Zildjian or two or three times with my applications. And then this last time around, uh, you know, got the, got the artist thing, but yeah, that's definitely, there's, there's a lot of truth there. Um, I wonder if like at one point there was like, Oh, we see potential here, but not yet. And then, you know, just curious to see if I'd even like come back, you know? Yeah, but, it was definitely, I mean, there's, there's so much to it. And at the end of the day, like whether you're an artist or not, or endorsed or you know, all that stuff, like none of that means anything to your personal worth, you know, like yeah, that, like, yep. like anybody who thinks that like, Oh, you know, Casey Cooper is like way more important and cooler than me because he's endorsed or whatever. Like, forget that. Like I am just a person like you guys who likes to play the drums and I happen <laughs> to get to, to do some stuff with different companies because of the views on the videos and stuff, but it doesn't make me more important. It doesn't make me any better than you. Like we're all just drummers who love to do what we do. And that's what we should continue to do. Play drums and have fun doing it. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's something that we can dive into real quick before we, we close it out. Um, but that aspect right there, because there's a lot of drummers out there, a lot of people that are making content, but don't really know where to start. And I think that like for, for you, for me, for Austin, we, we've figured out, at least for now, a lot of things that we're really good at that we can portray content in a way that's engaging, that's captivating, but yet also um, inspiring, maybe informative. And we've kind of found that niche for ourselves at the moment. And of course, it's going to shift and change and, and it's going to evolve. But what would you say to somebody that, you know, maybe he's one of those persons that's putting out a negative, negative comment, but doesn't really understand that, oh, there's a there's an algorithmic like approach to social mm. media and all this different stuff. Like how do, how do I approach that being this person that is like, you know, maybe saying something negative or just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. The algorithm can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And uh, yep. it's certainly uh, it's crazy. Like there's so many times where I put so much effort into content and then it doesn't do that well. And then there's other times where I like create this quick video <laughs> and I put it up and it's like blows up and I'm like, all man, the, all the time, uh, all the time. But I will say that like the, the real, in my mind, the keys to success are first off doing something that you would want to watch. 
Because if you don't believe in it and you don't believe that you're creating something and you're not having fun and you're not enjoying creating the content, then you're going to burn out, especially if your goal is to be famous or your goal is to make money from it. You have to do it because you love it and you have to create content that you would want to watch and that the people around you like tell you like, oh, yeah, you know, I would want to watch that. Like, you know, if you're just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, then you're just going to blend in. But you have to create yep. your own niche. You have to create your own opportunities. And another big thing is just trends. And I mean, on TikTok, even more than anything else, the mm -hmm. trends are the trends are yep. so huge, but like in general, you know, like a new song comes out, be the first one to play drums on it. You know, um, there's something going on in the world, you know, it, like create content that represent is representative of that. I did a, an Avengers uh, video where I literally wore the costume and my friend I Steven Taylor that. wore a costume and we oh, like decked good. out our drum sets and like we put yep. a lot of effort into that. And we released it right around the launch of the, the movie and it did really well. Now, yep. Yep. you know, it, it's like, it's those things, it's those concepts, it's those little pieces that you combine that with quantity is as important as quality because so many people think like, oh man, quality is more important than quantity. But to a certain extent, you have to have good enough content. But if you only put out one video that's really awesome and you could have put out 10 videos that were great, those are 10 opportunities that people could have found you instead of the one opportunity that you spent a bunch of money on and people didn't end up finding. So in my opinion, put out before you like if you're if you're building like now once you're once you're big you can do whatever you want but like when you're building your platform put out a bunch of great content instead of focusing all of your time on one piece of content and hoping that goes viral because if it doesn't you're going to be real sad. I did that with my studio launch video. Like I really thought that, you know, I brought all these drummers in and it's one of my favorite pieces of content I've ever produced. And it did I well. Like I think it has over a million views now, but like, awesome. you know, my, my mind was like, this is going to be 10 million. This is going to be mm. 15 million. And you know, it took like a couple of years to get to 1 million and not to say that that's bad because, you know, I, I know that it would be awesome for many of you to have a video that has a million views, but like the amount of money that I invested in that video mm. for it, for it to have zero return for me like that was, was, uh, was just really frustrating, you know? So if you put all your eggs in one basket and then throw your basket on YouTube and nobody finds your basket, then, you know, that's, that's going to be an issue. But if you create a bunch of great content, there's more opportunities to be found. Yeah. And that just goes back on what you said earlier. And it's kind of like work smarter, not harder. And, and it's like, uh, if I love what I'm doing and, and I know that, and I'm not doing this for the return necessarily, or for like how many views it gets or whatever, like that's technically working smarter, not harder because you're not going to be as burnt out afterwards. Um, and yep. then also like the Avengers thing that's working, you know, smarter. You're like, you kind of just thought it through first before you, you know, just did a crazy grind for nothing. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, there's, there's a ton of pathways to, you know, YouTube or social media success and none of them are guaranteed. Oh. I can't tell you there's one formula, but the main formula is creating something that you love and doing it because you love it. Because, you know, as much as I wish that uh, I wouldn't have, you know, technically lost money on the 2 million drummers video. Like I did, I had that concept because I love that concept and I wanted to create something awesome. And there's tons of comments on it about how it's like the favorite video that people have watched on YouTube for drumming. And that to me is more important than money, mm, you know, to, mm -hmm. to have done something that is, uh, that inspires people. And yeah, I have a family, I have two kids and a wife and a, a house that I have to pay for. So like I do yeah. have to create revenue, but yeah. I'd rather make a little bit of money and do what I love than make a ton of money and do something that I don't love or, you know, work 24 seven just to make that money. So good. 
Well, yeah, we definitely can end it right there. <laughs> for the second time this show. I mean, really, that's that's all that we can honestly ever ask for. And um, a lot of what you're saying like rings true with like I'm a big kind of Gary Vee fan, and that's what he really preaches all the time is just like do what you love and don't essentially do it because it's going to make you a lot of money. Um, find a lot of joy in the sense that you're doing exactly what you've been put on this planet to do. And that goes for anybody that's maybe starting out on Instagram or starting out on a social media account or starting out on TikTok or starting out a website. Oh, man, yo, yo, real quick. That actually brings me to something. How, how long was it, Casey? How, how long were you playing drums slash making videos before you had a viral video? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, so um, I, I always say that I started like really doing YouTube in May of 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I put out uh, a video every single day for three months because I wanted Ooh, to flood the market. I wanted, yep. to cre- I wanted to create opportunity for people to find me. And uh, so I did that. I put out like 100 videos in about three months or so. And then um, I worked my tail end off for uh, – it was eight months to uh, like 10,000 subscribers. And then it was a year after that before I got to 50,000 subscribers. And mm. in that time period, it's like two, probably 300 to 400 videos, something like that. Wow. Um, Holy a, cow. In like a year and a half. And yep. um, my first viral video uh, happened uh, almost a year after I started. And uh, I still remember that I was, I was at Georgia State University and um, we created a uh, melodic percussion version of Skrillex, Scary Monsters, and Nice Sprites. And <laughs> so, like, no one had ever seen anything like that before. That's, that's like a crazy, almost stupid idea, but it was really cool. And it made it to the front page, number one on Reddit and number one on YouTube for uh, a few hours. Whoa. And so because of that, I got about a million views in a day. This was back when YouTube was much smaller and Reddit was much smaller. So yep. you do that nowadays. I mean, that's that's even crazier. But yep. um, it was huge. I was sitting in class and I was looking down and people were watching the video in front of me, not realizing that I was behind them. Um, <laughs> and I was the one that created the video. That so awesome. that's amazing. It was, it was pretty cool. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's a grind. And uh, and it continues to be a grind. I mean, even now, like because of the algorithm, like I don't, I can't just sit back and coast like, yeah, I yep. still gain subscribers and stuff, but like I can create incredible content and it not get any more views than the next person who has just started a YouTube channel, yep. you know? So like, don't feel like, you know, the algorithm can work in your favor if you want it to, and you figure it out and it can also work against you. And so, um, you have to just be there. You have to just commit. You have to just do it because you love it. And I mean, if you come up with a cool idea with a catchy title and a nice thumbnail and people click on it and they watch enough of it because watch time is really important on YouTube, yep. Yep. then your video may be promoted by YouTube. But if yep. it doesn't get promoted by YouTube, it may just disappear. And you have to be okay with that and know that like, okay, well, we'll get them next time, you know? Yeah. See, there's so many people who have like really, really, really good ideas and I see them doing it but they're not, they're not understanding how to like make the video with like a, with the, so that the algorithm will faith will favor it. That's a thing. And it's like, dang, like you missed out on a really big opportunity, you know, and you just got to think like, well, maybe next time they'll, they'll get it. Yeah. It really is unfortunate that nowadays it's more about the algorithm than it is about the content. But, um, you know, that's just how it is. That's, and it, it does give people the opportunity to, to increase on YouTube quickly. And it yeah. also makes it really Who's difficult it in some ways. So, 
um, you know, get out there and do it and do what you love and create something unique that is you and find your voice. Because if you try and be someone else, if you try and be like Austin, or if you try and be like me, like you're not going to be able to do what we do the same way that we do it. You have to do what you are and you have to find your voice and your uniqueness and create something that inspires people. Sure. Yeah, honestly, we can end it right there because that's that's such a great message to give to every single person that's listening to us, to all of us. Do what you love to do. So, Casey, I know we got you got to get going, but man, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. And guys, remember that we don't just drum about it; we talk about it. We'll talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>